So if somebody yells, it's raining cats and dogs outside, he'd be the first one to jump up and look out the window. It's so simple yet so complicated. Be you. This is why you have all heard from Autism Rocks and Rolls. And since it's our last one, we will all celebrate these together because this is Sam. This is Mom, Gina. And this is Papa Big Joe. And this is the grand finale of Autism Rocks and Rolls. I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. I hope you're having a good day today. Let me be the first to welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must note that I am not a doctor or psychiatrist. If your son or daughter is to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I only speak based on my experiences. I also have a mission statement I'd like to reveal with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities do not want to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. And before I forget, the credit was also found on danielbooking.com and mediafire.com. I also have some paid for the following. AM Vets, the American Vets, is the largest and oldest veterans organization that is open to all veterans and their families. Membership in AM Vets is open to anyone who has honorably served or is currently serving in the U.S. Armed Force, including the National Guard and Reserves. I want to give a shout-out to David Cobb at the Bloomington AM Vets Post 2000 for sponsoring the podcast. And Stonebelt, we must recognize, it is a nonprofit organization that provides resources and support for differently abled individuals. Established in 1958, it is the oldest and largest agency of its kind in South Central Indiana. Stonebell is more than just a service. The organization has changed many lives for the better. I also have some people I'd like to thank. First, I want to thank my man again for the final time, Jeffrey Berger, for introducing me to the products. Although I plan on not taking them, I have recommended them to others. Check out his products today. Also, I must recognize Christine Newkirk and her student, Michaela, at Leah Dunn Elementary School. She did an awesome job when she interviewed me, and I am impressed that this young lady knows what she wants to do at this age. Good job, Michaela, and thanks to Christine for connecting us. Another person I want to express my gratitude to is Martha Collagen Miller. We have a photographer for our gala event, and Martha is our name. We are so thankful for doing it. Martha, we love you. We also had our annual board meeting where we are always thankful for our board. Thanks again. Your support is always appreciated. I also want to endorse Pam and Josh Belden, who are going to hang flyers for our gala event. Thank you for having our backs with this event. Plus, Autism Rocks and Moles is going to school because your lovely host is going to go hear a marketing class lecture, but she is also behind my podcast and my mission. Thank you again, Filipina Shaniner, and I cannot wait to hear it. Furthermore, I want to thank the networking groups, Business Speed Networking, Rainmaker Speed Networking Me, Networking for letting me hop on, to make some amazing connections, there is more because I also did another clubhouse where I also made some awesome people. Thanks for letting me in the clubhouse. Also, I want to give praise to Kim Christie and John and Norris for helping us with the decorations for the gala. I do appreciate your giving us ways to spice up the place. And since the last time, I was on some amazing podcasts. I was on the Optimal Life podcast with Nathan Haber, Healing for the Soul podcast with Robin Stoltman, the Mac Performance podcast with Melissa McDonald, the Bipolar DM Show with Jason Cotton, Positive Side Podcast with Jeremy Todd, the Chandelier Podcast with Shandy Sherno, and the Okiki Podcast with Fina Obinian, and Shit You Do Not Talk About with Jen, and Kings of the Rings with Will Tarshuk. What great podcast. Be sure to check them out. Now, for our shirt winner, we also are going to draw for the reward shirt. So let's see who has won. Our winner is... Dependra Deheria from Rudra Recommends. Let's give her a round of applause. Thank you, Dependra. We will get your shirt to you as soon as ASAP. And we will also have our grandfather, who is actually here with me today, design it. 
And speaking of our grandfather, he is here today. But first, we'll talk about more what he's doing here after we hear the ad on for Barn on Maryland Ridge. So let's get to it. There is a hidden gem in eastern Greene County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch and the Barn on Maryland Ridge Wedding Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is very proud to tell you about our friends, Perry and Renee Fowler, and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the Barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 5347 South Greene County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous picture locations including several rolling fields, tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkins, hay rides, a corn maze, and a petting zoo. Call the Fowlers today at 812-327-4890 or 812-325-6 All right, folks, I'm back. And yes, please check out that barn because you'll definitely hear the words I do at the end. Now we have my couple people I want to introduce. So first we have my mother. You guys want to say hi? Hi, everybody. And we have Big Joe, who's also here, and my critiquer. Can you say hi? Hello, everybody. All right, and C-105, meet my mother, which we'll talk about more in a little while. And C-122, meet Big Joe for more information on those. And we'll talk more about those episodes as well. But today, this is our last episode, believe it or not. And I'm definitely kind of sad because it's been one heck of a season, guys. Wouldn't you agree? While we were setting up to do this, I was thinking, I remember that very first episode. And I sat back and I just, the feeling that I had was like, this was just a really good thing for Sam to do. I never imagined that you would have a full-blown business, nonprofit, making money, and going to school, you know, for a goal of media. It never fathomed. I'm just overjoyed about it. What did you think, Critiquer? What did you think when I first said, hey, could you, like, look at these and hear me from a viewer's perspective, and I told you I'm doing this? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good idea, because... I, I never want to do in life. Me, like, this is your thing. And you're doing really good. I'm really proud of you. And I listen to every one of them. So I can critique it for you. And I don't mean to be uh, mean sometimes when I tell you the truth about things. But I appreciate you listening to me sometimes. But sometimes you don't have to. It's good to have an editor's perspective, but also a listener's perspective to see you. How is it truly? Because you're going to have some who are going to say, it was great. You're not like that. Tell me how it is, truthfully. Did it suck? What could I do to improve? Was it good? What can I do? That's what I try to do. Yeah, me too. We're not going to lie to you. I mean, if something really, really needs to be changed for like future episodes, then we're just trying to help. That's just constructive criticism. And you do a really good job taking that. Yeah, I do. Definitely. I would say I don't like that. That's something people need to improve on, I think, in the world. But I would say I'm one of the few who do take it well. You don't always take it well. Sometimes you just say no. Because I'm also, I'm also a firm believer in what I believe. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, if it's something that you ain't going to change your mind, I'm telling you. But you're better. You're oh, better. Yeah. You're better at listening. But I feel like that's how we've taught you, all of us. You know, it's taken a village. It's taken a village to help you get to where you want to be. But I don't think that's necessarily a fault. I think you have to be open-minded and be able to take it, but there is nothing wrong with standing your ground and if it's reasonable, because that's how I was taught and that's how we taught you. So correct. That's what I think. And I think my firm belief, the way that we should end this autism rocks and rolls finale or this wrap up this season is go down the episodes and talk about the episodes more in depth. So what do you guys say? You guys want to do that? Yeah, let's pick a few. Yeah, let's do it. 
whatever you want to do. I'm I'm here to I'm here to talk to you. You tell me what what you want to know uh, from me. All right. So let's talk about more about the first episode we ever came out, and that was the first one, Sam stories. So really, I was scared because I did not know how this would go. I thought because you know me, I always think worst case scenario, and I thought it'd be zero 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 continuously, mm-hmm. which didn't happen thankfully, but. You just didn't know at the same time. Well, I was nervous because I knew that a podcast was potentially nationwide, worldwide (laughs) listeners. And and it's not just you. It's with anybody. But you were going to put it out there. And at that time, and you still do it because that's who you are. But sometimes I don't know what you're going to say. And so I was nervous. Like he will say something and not mean to be rude. And so that's why it's always good to have somebody else listen to it even before you put it out there, which is what I do because that way I can give you suggestions and it obviously turned out really well. Yeah, it was definitely a big surprise when it turned out well. I don't know, Sam. You always say that. Like, I was surprised and I just said, I just never fathomed. But like deep down inside, I'm not surprised. You are a lot like us. Your dad and your Papa Joe and me, we we take things, grasp things, and we get things done. You have it in your blood. I mean, it's just there. Well, not only do you have it in your blood, I've got a different perspective than your mom does. I'm looking at your mom. She's my daughter. You're my grandson. And I'm looking at both of you working together because it's not just her and it's not just you. You guys work together as a team, and without both of you together, this would have not happened. You're the man, and she's the one in the background that's hurting you in the right way, in the right direction. And you listen most of the time, and she listens most of the time. It's a team effort. I would agree with that statement. I think it does take a team. As you said earlier, it takes a village. And I think it took a village with this podcast, including. I think everything sometimes takes a village. Well, it's not just you and I either. It's you now have a board that we plan monthly meetings. And like Papa has said, we have four board members. You know, Papa has specifically said two or three times to the other board members, without their help, we could not have done this. I didn't know how to do it. And I had to learn. And they were part of the resources that we use to get it to where it is today. Now I think we should move on to the next episode. And that would be... Honesty versus bluntness. So first of all, that was about me being honest and blunt, trying to figure out that filter, and I have never. And I still don't think there is. I don't understand the filter. I don't think there's ever going to be a case that I will. I'm not saying that because I'm trying to make an excuse. I'm just telling the truth. I'm being blunt in a way. So this is during my teen and adulthood years. I think that's when the issue will arise for the parents out there. I think there's constant pros for each one, personally. I think there's pros with being honest and cons with being honest. I think there's pros with being blunt and cons for being blunt. Yeah, I agree completely. And I know that whenever we started or you started the podcast, you know, we always have to think about who our listeners are. And I've talked to so many parents over the last three years that ask me questions. We don't claim to be experts because we aren't. The only expert thing that we know about our story. That's it. That's the only thing we're an expert on. But from our experience, I just, it's one of those things that I always tell parents with your child being blunt or really honest, you got to pick your battles. And this is one of your favorites, wasn't it? It has probably been to date my favorite. What I learned from it, and I knew ahead of time because I, I've, I've been around you your whole life. Sometimes whenever you are blunt and they don't understand what you're saying, But, and I told you before that I need to uh, understand what 
where you're coming from, and I can't always, and no one can always expect you to understand where we're coming from. You know, it's a, it's a two-way street there. You know, that we have to understand where you're coming from the way you got to understand where we're coming from. If I'm blunt to you, you take it serious sometimes, you, you know, because you, you kind of misunderstand now and then that being blunt isn't necessarily being rude. But I think, too, as a society, we expect, and when I say we... I'm talking about the people that aren't on the autism spectrum. But I guess I'm talking about that part of society. It's just kind of this underlying like understanding that people on the spectrum must adapt to our way. And that's the problem. And I think that's a part of, to me, when I saw this like building, I felt like that should have been like the forefront of Sam's mission. No, no, they don't have to always, and I don't even like to say they, but those on the spectrum do not have to always adapt because that's not fair. We have to understand them. And just like that causes lots of problems that Sam and I have recognized. Like you have employers that are not hiring people on the spectrum. Our next episode is, we that we should mention probably, is 103, My Way or the Highway. And we actually, why not bring it up? We just used this a while ago. We compromised, didn't we? Yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, I think it was Papa and I that did. No, but we did. Yeah. I mean, it just happened. Sam wanted to go a different route with this episode. It was going to take too long, and we met in the middle. So that's what you've gotten better at. I have gotten better. I would say me in the middle. I'm, I'm not good at it, Grant. I won't lie. But I know we got to work on it. I do know that. Believe me, I'm not saying, like, I'm excused for a meeting in the middle. And I want to sing Me in the Middle by Diamond Rio right now. I'm not going to, but I get that it's hard. I really, really do. But it has to be done. Otherwise, no one will make it, and you're going to sound like a selfish person. And I know no one in in the Aspen world is trying to be selfish, but it comes across that way, and that needs to stop, I think. That was very good. That's exactly what we were talking about. And other people on the spectrum need to hear you say that, that, hey, listen, you got to do it sometimes, even though you don't want to. Well, not, not that you don't want to, but it seems to me like you don't understand why you have to. You That's know? a good explanation. Good job. Yeah, but I just want to make sure across that no selfishness is trying to come across right. the person. We're not being all the heroes being like, it's my way. Pfft. I mean, right. it's, it's not that at all. Our next one we need to talk about is making friends and getting that girl. And this one is really hard because there's a blurred line. You know, I don't understand the difference between friendships and relationships. I really don't. To me, they're the same thing. I think it's kind of a strength and it's a weakness, though. Yeah, and that's something a lot of times what people on the spectrum want to do, what I've seen anyway, is they want to rush it. Oh, I made a friend. Now, how am I going to get them to be my friend? And there's not a lot of natural things happening because of like the hyper focus and the rigidness in somebody on the spectrum in their mind and they can't help it right but that's something and i think i know the reason why personally we're not being mean we're scared we're scared it's gonna lose it because it doesn't happen too often well you don't you don't have to be on the spectrum to be scared that that someone is not going to like you, especially a girl. You know, when I was younger it was always okay it's friday night let's go find us a girl you know it but at the same time, I thought, there's no girl out there that's going to like me. And I was right. I was right most of the time. We just cruise. They, they still don't, Dad. They still don't. <laughs> no, he's not. Not anymore. He's married right now. You can't Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like you yeah, very much. Yeah, I'm still looking. <laughs> oh, Lordy. What, go back to where you were. Go back to Vegas. That might help you out. <laughs> all right. And the next episode is Meet My Mother. First of all, I want to say I'm glad my mother is here on this Yay! episode. But I want to talk about how she's helped me through the toughest times. So she's helped me through tough times because 
in my opinion, what mothers need to do is be there and just show all the affection in the world. But, Mom, I want to ask you, what can other moms do to show their autistic son that they're supporting them? Well, I think you have to find that balance, and I don't think we ever do. I think back when you were young, I think I should have done this, I should have done that. I mean, I feel like I was a really good mom, you know, 99% of the time. And then there was that small percentage when I would lose my crap. And But I think that's pretty normal. I think it's pretty typical. But I think that's what you do. You have to find a balance. Here's our goal. Our goal as a parent is to help your children survive without you in any way, shape, or form. Like if they're not able to, okay. But I think that's just the ultimate goal is help them survive in the capacity where they can be successful. I think it's what we should do and attempt to do with our son or daughter who are on the spectrum to show that, hey, you can do this. I'm, I'm there. I'm your number one person. Please try it. Do your part. I do my part. There's one thing that I guess I've never asked. There was, there's was. there been times over the years where you would be doing something your mom couldn't get you to quit. You wouldn't listen and stuff. And she'd say, do you want me to call your papa and come over here? And you would say, okay, okay. I'm okay. You don't need to call him. Why would you say that after she said that? It's because it was rude. In my advice, I don't like her doing that personally because it's rude. I mean, if you're trying to go to sleep, she gives her a call. That's disrespectful. And I try to get that through her head, but it didn't work out quite well. But you quit doing what you were doing that she didn't like. Because I didn't want to interrupt your day. I think it might and have... I'm, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That's the truth. It I'm could not. have been like a disappointment thing, too. I can remember when I was growing up, when she would say, I guess I'll just tell your dad, I did not want her to because I just... That disappointment. And then I think, too, your mom is like your place where you can just be an ass and she's still gonna love you i, I mean agree with that so would i though i mean i appreciate it that you respect me enough you know but but i i just always wondered that well that that's your answer it's not because it could be that what you said but to me it's because i don't want to be yeah disrespectful and rude and interrupt your day now our next episode is daily changes i got now before anyone talks about this i gotta talk about the backstory a couple stories actually the first story where this has affected me was this podcast actually i was editing for another episode that was going to later on down the road and sadly it was an hour worth so i got it done deleted the whole thing and i freaked out i panicked i ain't gonna lie to you and then i thought wait a minute this is someone on the spectrum, isn't it? That's what I did when I was panicking. I thought, this is someone on the spectrum, isn't it? And then we thought, well, that's the news. Turn negatives into positives. And ever since, I've been trying to do that. But for the longest time, that sensitive feelings one wasn't going anywhere. And I'll talk about that later. But that was the story with that. And then another story that hits me was the Mr. Gaddy's Lark Farm Ranch story. I remember once upon a time, I wanted to go to Lark Farm Ranch so bad. But unfortunately, Mother Nature decided Sam wasn't going there. And he was, Sam wasn't too happy. He was crying. He was very disappointed. He didn't want to hurt his friend's feelings. I know that they probably wouldn't have been hurt, but I just didn't want to disappoint him. Just nice, that was me being nice of a guy. And then we tried to find someone around inside. I remember you telling me, you thought, wait, a minute, what about Mr. Gaddy's? That's inside. It will work. And I thought, you know, I think that can work, actually. We're still having fun. We're still enjoying. And sadly, Mr. Gaddy's has closed. But I do remember going in there and just enjoying the food and having a good time with my friends. I remember that day specifically. I really, really do. I think that advice, that, that those stories that you just told, like your listeners, somebody's going to listen to that. It's either going to be a kid that thinks, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that, or a parent who says, I'll try that. So I think that's really advice. Yeah, I think so, too. Whenever you understood there is a such thing as a plan B, there was a point where you thought there's only a plan A. There's no plan B. There's no plan C. Once you understood there could be a plan B, it made your life a lot better. 
But then sometimes there has to be a plan C sometimes and a plan a D, and yeah. that's really but exhausting. It's just understanding that a plan B is understanding things change. And before I end, it's a good spot to get in my eyes. Now our next one is meltdowns autistic style. So I've had have had sensory meltdowns, and I want to clarify the difference between a meltdown and a tantrum. A tantrum, and to me, is just like your child crying over a Hershey bar because he didn't get it. That's a tantrum. Full-blown. Kids are going to do that tantrum but meltdowns a little different it's when a sensory overload is happening there's too much noise going on there's too much people talking there's too much freezer noise going on then when you open the freezer i know there's sometimes they don't like that noise <laughs> explain that. well when you open it sometimes the freezer goes like you don't like that no i don't mind i'm just saying others may not oh i gotcha yeah. or there's like slippery shoes like squeaky shoes like oh yeah that gives me annoying that that now that drives me insane but that's why they may have a meltdown instead of a tantrum. It's a chemical imbalance. I mean, it's that's the difference. Or a tag in your shirt rubbing on your neck. For sure, I would be definitely one. I didn't cry over that, but it was definitely a hard one to get over. The next one is thinking through. So this was definitely a big one to me because, you know, you've heard the song by Frozen, not by Frozen, the song in Frozen, Let It Go. Should I sing it? Go ahead, I don't care. Oh, no. <laughs> Go on. Let it go. Let it go. All right. Thank you, though, for that wonderful song. Okay, I'm going to the highway. (laughs) Highway to hell? No, No, I'm kidding. My way. No. No. My way to hell. (laughs) Go ahead. Anyway, so uh, thank you, first of all, for that. It was lovely. But uh, I cannot let it go because my issue with letting things go is personally, it's hard to let go because I cannot get it done until, I mean, it will just stay in the back of my head. It'll stay on the back burner. And personally, the back burner sometimes turns to a front burner when there's two, when the back burner is overloaded. Again, you're better at it. <laughs> I am better at it, but I still do it. There have been times when I've been in the bedroom and crying over it. Our next one is autistic butterflies. So this is anxiety. And I'll admit, I think personally, anxiety has gone down the family heritage. But I also think that the anxiety has been hardcore on me because it's hard on spectrum because the answers of not knowing, and this is more in the later episode, it's hard. Yeah. A lot of these things that you're talking about, you're definitely better. I mean, as far as, I don't want to say better because it sounds like clinical, which I guess it kind of is, but. I, I just think. If you use better, he has a better understanding. Maybe that's it. Like you've, you're older, you've had more experiences, and you understand life a little bit better, I guess. Our next one is what are the odds? And this is when I anticipatory anxiety. And again, it goes back to the not knowing the answer. And I know I said I, it bothers me. And the reason why it bothers me, it's also scary and frightening. Because when it works out, it's great. When it works out, when it doesn't work out, it's disappointing and sometimes great. But not knowing is just bothering you i mean you want your tank to be full and know it or be empty and know it our next one is pinball action now this is definitely you were skeptical about this why don't you talk about that a little bit yeah so this one and i think papa and i have talked a little bit about it before but when this was one of the first ones where you really start using an analogy and i'm an english teacher so i was all for that but at the same time I was a little nervous as to how it would be. But then I had to stop and think, well, wait a minute. It's his podcast about autism. What am I nervous about? Like, he's being authentic here. He's, like, really telling me. Like, we're not, like, making anything up. It just turned out to be probably one of my very favorites because it made sense. 
some, as an outsider, someone who isn't on the spectrum, it helped me understand how the neurons and the things in your brain firing very quickly made me understand it better. Yeah, because sometimes I think we're go, 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 and we can't stop moving. We're a freight train coming along mm-hmm. where that doesn't crash. It just keeps going. Yeah, it, it was one of my favorites. Like you, I didn't understand at first. Like, what does a pinball machine have to do with somebody being on the spectrum? But then once you got going, I thought, Oh, I see. And, and it made me understand a lot better what it's like. Right. To be and on that's the why I'm a, I feel like I'm good at pinball personally. I'm not saying it's because I'm trying to be arrogant or be rational saying, I'm good at pinball, guys. <laughs> and then if no. you are, you are. But, I'm just telling the truth. But it has nothing to do with pinball. No. It, it had nothing to do with pinball. It had to do with how the pinball machine in the game works as the brain of somebody on the spectrum. It really does. Now, our next one is. One of mom's not famous, but Papa's one of his favorites, according to him. Gooby Doo, autistic <laughs> mysteries and puzzles. And Papa, would you go in the haunted house for a Scooby snack? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Me too, Shaggy. <laughs> right. that, that was another one that I thought Scooby Doo, and then after you were finished, I thought, oh my god, I I didn't realize that there was so much to Scooby Doo, and there was. So many different characters and so many different artists and so much that went into to making Scooby-Doo over the years. And it, yeah, that turned out pretty good too. Yeah, it was definitely a good one because I just, I watched it for so long. And when you watch them for a while, it definitely sticks to you in many ways. Our next one is father and son chat. So first of all, my father is a great father. I will not lie there. And I one lesson he taught me is hard work. Hard work truly, truly does pay off. There could be arguments to it. But through my life, I would say that's a big one. And let me ask you two, what can other fathers do to support those on the spectrum? What have you seen, Mom, through my dad? Or, you know, what else? What could he do? Or what have you seen? Well, I'm not your father, but I'm your grandfather. (laughs) It, It goes back to what I've always said, that you can't expect your child that's on the spectrum to be... 100% what you're trying to teach them. They've got to teach you also, and you got to meet in the middle. You can't just say, this is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's supposed to be, because sometimes the person on the spectrum may not understand that. Yeah, you so can't, you got to meet in the middle. Yeah, you can't be old school, if that makes any sense. Uh, I don't totally agree with that. I, I think that your dad has done a good job of finding that balance. Yeah. Probably better so than me. Yeah, but obviously you can't be old school all the, all the time. time. Yeah, but I think the old school for him has had a huge influence and impact on how you think. And when you were growing up, when your dad said, look, I've asked you and I've asked you and I've asked you. He was a very patient dad. And when it didn't happen and he knew you were capable of it, okay, you're losing this for two weeks. And he didn't budge. And that's, I'm glad because... I'm, we'll talk about more of this next season. This is actually I'm playing this episode, but I just said I don't. You, you, you and I have had topics about this once on the river, and it stuck with me to this day. I don't believe in physical punishment. I don't believe in spankings. I don't believe in timeouts, though either. I, I think it depends. I on believe the, on grounding. I really do. I think it depends on the child, and you know, if you have your own children one day, you have to figure that out. What yeah, works it, for them? It is. Everybody's an individual. Our next episode we should talk about is Abe Shapiro. Now, I want to say Abe was a great guy. We've had Applebee's with him, and he was a fun, definitely a cool guy. But you can take a lot away from him. He's probably one of the most unique individuals I'll ever meet. But I mean unique in a good way. I don't mean, like, unique and odd. I mean, in oh, unique, you'll take something from him. Everybody's unique and odd. <laughs> oh, yeah. I will, and I, I will totally, totally claim that Oddness and weirdness. I, I I'm too. proud of that. But, but in all seriousness, 
you know, you were there and you listened to it. What can we take from Abe? Well, I will say with Abe really quick, when I was, when you first started this, I was just looking through Facebook or social media and there was a story, uh, the IDS, the Indiana Daily Student, and they had done a big story on Abe Shapiro and I read it and he was so successful and he had started the Neodiversity Coalition at IU. Like he started that with some help, but I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, like he is Sam and he's trying to show people. It just, it spoke to me and I thought the way that I am, but I thought I need to talk to him. And so I emailed him, he emailed back and now we're very good friends with him. He's an amazing human. We really, really right. and enjoy I, like, I, well, my, like being around yeah, him. Yeah, and I think a lesson anyone can take away from him is really... No matter who you are, there's a way around, and you, you can be yourself. You really, really can. And he's he has a girlfriend. He's from California. He lives in, his family lives in Los Angeles, but his mother's very supportive of him, and he's just a good person all around. Now, our next one is conversation operation. Now, before we mention, I want to talk about how surprised I was, because do you remember me talking about, like, talking these con- fake conversations? Like, talking about passing the tea and all that? I totally forgot. Do you remember when he was really talking to people on the spectrum and he was teaching them things to say in a conversation that had to learn himself? And one of them was like, he just said it in passing and he said, I don't know, you could just say, can you please pass the tea? (laughs) I know that that was a funny time, but I was really surprised I was able to do it because that showed me yeah, I, I know. know I can converse. Yes. So who you were talking to? Like myself. Like oh, first, oh. I was like oh, like, oh, I see. I, see. I was I was moderating yeah. a fake conversation between person A and person B. So did you get the tea? I didn't get the tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. I loved that one. Yeah, loved I know. It. I was just that's the biggest one of the surprise factor. Yeah. And I think it's definitely harder to have a conversation, but it showed those I know I can do it. I think anyone can do it. Now the next one is our first big guest that we've had, and that is Armani Willing. Nice try, buddy. <laughs> Our our big guest is Armani Williams. Now, first of all, Armani's a great guy. I really is. But he didn't get my jokes. Maybe because you're not always funny. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) But anyway, what a great guy. And I think a big lesson we could take from him is being hyper-focused. Yeah, Yeah. that was so telling to me. That Okay, that was really the first time that I thought of... So if we ever took this further, then... In my mind, that was the first theme of success was, wait a minute, Armani just said that when he gets into a car, a race car, because he's a NASCAR driver, the reason that he is so successful is because he has autism. I knew that, but that was one of the first times I thought, wait a minute, Sam could showcase that and bring people on here to hit that point home. So that was a big telling moment for me. I think it makes sense because I, this is also me. I'm a very, um, I got to focus on one thing. Otherwise, if not, I move on to something else real easily because I have ADHD as well. You so just get jumbled. I get jumbled and distracted. It's like, squirrel. Our <laughs> next episode is into Simon Majumdar's cookhouse. Now, first of all, we got to mention the skeptical you were having. The oh, yeah. I 
So he was one of the first, I guess, celebrities. Um, he doesn't like to mention he is, but no, he doesn't consider it because he's so modest and he's he's amazing. But you said you were going to email him because he um, supports the Orange County Autism Foundation, and so when you saw that, but he emailed back. But I was, it's not that I was skeptical of him. It was he's busy. Then you know I have learned over the last few years, whoever Sam calls or contacts, they usually. <laughs> Call him back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to give it a shot. That's my thing with Simon Jumdar is, since he was the big first big celebrity, that was the one thing I learned actually is, you know, the least thing you can do is ask and give it a shot. Just know, probably be no, but you don't know at the same time. Our next episode is Push to the Side. This is dealing with exclusion, and oh, I get mad with this one easily, even if it's for like a split second, because I'm going to be even this time when I'm getting like, not excluded, where I just have to be quiet for a minute conversation. I get mad because I have so much to say. And because I haven't been able to say it for so much years, I need to say it. And I'm tired of waiting for it, personally. You, you know, a person can only take so much. And to me, I I think you should, we can improve it. And the world needs to improve it, though, by letting us in. Because to my eyes, it's worth a try. I guess one thing I'll say about that, though, is, yes, I remember when you were in high school. And to hear you say that now makes me really, really sad. Because there wasn't a whole lot I could do. I knew I had to have you kind of find your own way, you know, with our help. But when you said you were at school and nobody would listen to you, had so much to say, but you couldn't say it, you know, I think that's completely legitimate. But on the flip side of that, I think a lot of people on the spectrum feel that way, but I think they just struggle to fit into conversation. You don't have to be on the spectrum to be bullied and to be excluded because when I was a little kid, I, I was excluded and it was because you know, our family was poor, I was dirty, and the rest of the kids at school didn't want to, you know, mess with me. There was a day they were playing baseball, and I, I was sure they weren't going to let me play because they, they never did. But then, somehow or another, I, I ended up at the plate with the baseball bat in my hand, and I thought, they're really going to let me bat. They're really going to let me play today. And all of a sudden, somebody said, what's he doing up there? Get that bat away from him. And they took the bat away from mm, me and awful. didn't let me play. So, it's not, you don't necessarily have to be on the spectrum to be bullied and, and excluded. What was their name? Because I, I, I don't remember their <laughs> names. I, things like that happen to everybody, and everybody has to find their own way to deal with it. I agree with that. And personally, that's why today it still bothers me, but I know I'll find a way. I just, I don't think I have yet personally. And you'll, sometimes, you'll find a way. sometimes those a way things, right yeah, absolutely. Those things make you stronger too. Because I, I have stories too, and I definitely am stronger because of I that. would agree with that too, and me too. Now, our next one is popular. Now, before we continue, we need to bring back our mystery singer, our popular mystery singer from that episode. So, popular <laughs> mystery singer, how you how you been doing, buddy? Oh, do you think they figured it out? <laughs> Come on. So, I was the mystery singer. If, what? What? <laughs> you were the mystery singer? Yes. I know. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm bowing right now. <laughs> okay. Po- stop talking your pop voice now. Uh, How did I do it? That's, how, that's your job to figure out, not mine. Um, <laughs> that's a hip hop. <laughs> pop, pop, bring your pop voice. Uh, pop on. was like, oops, I did it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Britney Spears. So, <laughs> I know. Hey, I'll join you. I gotta think of a song. Oh, I, I know one, Sam. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, hey. <laughs> you remember that, Sam? Do you remember uh, that? Call me, baby. Yeah. I, I, I try to forget. No, we were at McCormick's Creek, and I we pulled into McCormick's <laughs> Creek, and I said, 
just call me baby. And I we said call me baby. I said call me baby, and we got up to the guard shack. And we were all laughing, and we had to, like, hold it in. Because you said, because you mispronounced a song. But then we went past, and Mom was laughing so hard, she got, like, that real deep noise <laughs> in her voice. Oh, that, that, was, that was a funny time. But you know, in all seriousness, I think popular, I want to do this one because it, it doesn't represent autism. It does, but not in a good way in my eyes. Because popular <laughs> is not in our dictionary. It's eccentric. We do what we want to do. Despite if it's a train or not, we're going to do what we wish. We're going to follow our laws, not their laws. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. There's laws you have to obey. I mean, we'll follow those laws, but I mean, like, societal on the, on the trend laws. Oh, you mean, like, do your own thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what you should do anyway. Now, our next one is spreading your own wings. Now, this one was a hard one because I wanted to start with airplanes because I was having a hard time figuring out an episode for the 20th one, and I couldn't think of one. So with that one, I thought airplanes because, you know, I'm going to be honest, flight attendants are mixed with it. They do and do not do a good job. One flight let a boy sleep and let him kick around. The other one made an emergency landing. Which but was I think any, profe- any profession you have good workers and not so good workers. Yeah, but, but anyway. But emergency landing, that's crossing the line. It's like me making emergency landing for brushing my teeth. <laughs> Don't brush your teeth on the airline. <laughs> I guess Jeez, not. that's not allowed, Sam. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I see it sometimes where they just get totally out of control and drag people off plane because their little kid won't wear a mask and or because somebody's on the spectrum can't wear a mask and they'll make them leave. Yeah, and it's sad. It breaks my heart. It really does because a plane should be a safe spot, honestly. And I know I'm scared of flying because I had a bad dream once, once upon a time. <laughs> but I should feel safe with the pilot and the flight attendants. And the people around me. Not maybe, like, down in the front, but are just around me. Now, our next one is meet Tay-Tay. Now, now oh, t- I love that one. I do, too. Tay-Tay was, Tay-Tay's a phenomenal, really a phenomenal grandma. And a, just a sweet, really, grandma. She's definitely your gra- typical American grandma in my eyes. She's your, she's a saint. Like, that's what we always say, is she is the saint of the world. Yeah. And, well, actually, I raised her that way. Uh, <laughs> she, now, the biggest she, lesson... Whatever. She's the, raised you. Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> now, the biggest lesson I could take from her personally is one of the... She has real bad anxiety. And the one thing I learned from her is it's okay to be anxious, personally. Well, and she was so nervous to do it. She took and, the anxiety pill. But she... <laughs> But she came down into your studio, and oh, she was, oh, was a rock good. star. It was a good one. Well, let me ask, what can other grandmas do to support their child on the spectrum? I think it's just kind of all the same thing, just to be involved, and there's well, so many things she has done. Yeah, she and spoil them maybe a little spoils bit. Spoils you. She, it, it all boils down that she loves you more than anything in the world. Mm-hmm. It comes from pure love. But it's not me. It's all her grandchildren. It is. Her grandkids yeah, are Yeah, but hurting. she don't love me any more than the other you know, yeah, that's what I mean, though. All but, of them, yeah, yeah. It's, it's love. Our next episode is Meet Big Joe. Now, <laughs> personally, I am glad that... Okay, first of all, no one's going to be able to see you. <laughs> we just wave. But anyway, now, although he is a goofball, I will admit, there is a serious side to him. You just... And I mean that in a good way. I mean that in a good way. Don't take it personal. But the biggest lesson you could I could take from you from a personal standpoint is... Better be good. That's one way. <laughs> that's probably the lesson is better be good. But the other way is, you know, I mean, there's a time and a place to have, be serious and be funny, you know? I mean, I know that I struggle with that, and I know that I try to be goofy when I shouldn't be, and as I try to be serious when I shouldn't be, but seeing him having that balance has been educational for me. 
But let me ask you, what can what can other grandfathers do to like support their son other than be there? I mean, I think there's something else they could do. Well, always go back to they have to try to understand that it's a two-way street. That you don't just look at your grandson and say, this is the way it is. You need to understand what I'm trying to tell you, and this is it. They need to understand that sometimes that they have to think, oh, okay, he's not quite understanding what I'm saying, so it's got to be worded a little different. Understand that it's a two-way street. It's not, I'm teaching you, you're learning, I don't need to learn anything. Yeah, you're not you're not the king of the ring all the time. He well, is. yeah, some yeah. yeah he is. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but you can't do it all the time. You can't play king all the time. But I think that's no. how you raised your kids too. But and that's just my opinion. That's yeah. not even necessarily true. <laughs> but that's how that's you just, raised us too. Is to you can kind of do what you want, but there's yeah, consequences you and better remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I do trust me. I, I think I do too. Now the next one is. Sensitive feelings. So I'm going to admit, I have sensory issues. Mine are wet clothes and holes in the shirt and tags. Those are... So my, all with clothing. They're all with... Mine are really with clothing. It's because the way they describe it is it's sometimes torture. I almost feel like... I know it's kind of passing the line, but it really is. In the research that we've done, I mean, I've... There are lots of studies that specifically show that if a fire alarm goes off, to us, we cover our ears and or like someone that's not on the spectrum and go, oh my gosh, this is so loud, but times it by a thousand. Do you not have anything like that? What? Do you not have any sensory issues like that? I do. No. Not that I, I can I think of. I do. But I, yeah, like people do. Well, I, there's something that I hate that I, that I don't ever really say because some people do it just to be funny. I hate it when somebody takes their finger on a guitar string and goes, I have to leave the room. I, I, I can't take it. it. I've never noticed that with you because I've never the biggest one tell I've, anybody. I know, but I never seen you leave the room because you with Uncle Charlie. You know they I'm, don't do it, but he like, doesn't squeak it. There's a lot of people that they can't change a chord without squeaking the strings. That I can't. I can't be around it. And it's, it's like fingernail scratching on a chalkboard. It's it really the same is. Thing. It's the same thing. And your uncle Joe, he's got the same thing. Some kid on the school bus scratched the seat one day, and he said, "Don't do that. It bugs me." He had to deal with it the whole year because he said something about it. Yeah, or or taco seasoning that gives him something else too. I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything. What does that say about me that I'm? Really uh, cool you probably or? do, and you just don't realize. You probably it. do. You don't realize it. You're just too chicken to admit it. I don't like fingers on nails on a chalkboard. But well, how about I, when somebody takes a fingernail file and bites it and yanks it out of their teeth? Yeah. <laughs> what about when I make? When I'm, or like a, here's one. I know one. And when I sarcastically make fun of you with a laugh, you hate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I don't like silk either. Oh, I hate that. That hurts my teeth. I could no way sleep on a silk sheet. No, I don't like that. I can't breathe. If I start with silk, I, I, I can't breathe. With your hands? <laughs> like you can't breathe if you rub it with I your hands? With my lungs. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> if you rub it and with your hands. If I touch hand. it, yeah. If I touch oh, wow. it with my hands, it kind of takes my breath. Yeah. Away. But anyway, that's, my, that's that a sensory issue. My favorite one, though, is dad with the trash. I have to admit that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the funniest I know that I shouldn't embarrass him but I can't help it yeah it's, funny. yeah it's funny now the next one is pictures on the or episode 24 pictures on the ranch from Temple Grandin now we were very excited we emailed her because I found top 10 people on the spectrum she was number one on the list and I'm not making a difference yeah. yeah and I'm not surprised but didn't she call you and you got passed out yeah now we talked to Dr. Grandin right now we're talking to her at least once every two weeks or so because 
we have the upcoming event and she's involved with that. So she's not only a wonderful human being, but I guess what I was going to say too was she's not only a wonderful human being, but she understands because of her past experiences that people on the spectrum have to exist and work and it's not fair for society to say they're different. They, they're not fair. Like different than what? Everybody's different, but she's incredible. But yeah, when she emailed us, we were so excited. And then she uh, called me on my cell phone and I, you know, I got, I did get excited, but now she's just, she's an incredible person to talk to. And I think the biggest thing that people can take away from her is that thinking in pictures, you know, not everyone Mm -hmm. is a picture person. You know, I'm a word person. Whatever you say goes in that head of mine. Whatever you say to her, she's going to draw it out. Whenever you first said that uh, you're going to try to get Temple Grandin on one of your episodes, I thought, yeah, right. As if Temple Grandin's really going to uh, take the time. For some little punk kid down in the country to <laughs> be on his podcast. Yeah. But she did, and it turned out really good. Very impressed. You guys being able to even get her on Well, your and show. now I just talked to, oh, I didn't tell you guys. Well, I think I told Sam, but, um, oh, who, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but it was an organization that we had talked to about the gala, and her comment was, oh, yes, we know about you. Temple talks about Sam quite often. So uh, Dr. Grandin is very impressed with what you're doing. Yes, and very high. I mean, and you don't know when, when to impress her, if she's impressed with you in a way. And to say that, that shows yeah, you doing Yeah, absolutely. Right. Now, our next one is rocking along with James Durbin. Now, James Durbin, he was pretty cool. He was also on the top 10 people on the spectrum. He was number five. Yeah. He was on um, the contestant who has Tourette's on American Idol in 2011, and he plays fourth runner-up. So what did you think of him just by listening to him? I mean, he's he's a very talented individual. He's, he's a, like a great father. He's a great – he and his wife had a baby, another baby, like maybe a year ago or so. He has three children. Yeah. And he's, he's a good musician, but he also wanted to be a – musician he sang with quiet riot for a couple of years and he had goals and he made it i mean he did it and the biggest lesson i think we could take from him real quickly is the difference between him and his stage character because him he said himself i'm very different i'm on stage he said himself when i'm out like just being me i'm very quiet reserved not rock and roll not loud which i'm very surprised with from and i'm not saying surprised in a bad way just just surprised but when he's on stage here he comes boasting in his mm-hmm. character that this rock and roll eat loud mouth James Durbin, which I can relate to because when I'm doing this, I'm a little different. Back there, I when I'm out this podcast, where I keep my head down, keep quiet a little more. I think I we all do that. You adapt to, I think. I mean, your surroundings. I mean, I just kind of act like this. <laughs> a little more, a little more, a little more goofy though. A lot more goofy. Yeah, yeah. all goofy all now, the time. Our next one is the big split. Now, I know some. Of, this was a hard one for me because what I want to do because I read the book is I think sometimes we're animals and we're a type of an animal species. So I want to do something with that because autism sometimes we're a different type of animal in my eyes. I don't mean like the selfish, the mean animal. I mean like friendly animal, but we just have our different packs like an animal. We have we have animalistic behaviors. I don't mean like that violently spread, like you're going to claw a wall down. I just mean like animalistic behaviors. And that's why I thought the two main ones were cats and dogs. And I used a book on it. And to me, that was a good one because I explained the packs, why we're related to a cat sometimes, why we're related to a dog even sometimes. You know, sometimes dogs lick themselves as a bath. They may do the same thing. You don't know. Now, our next one is a peculiar episode. This episode was peculiar because I did it a little differently. I used another book called Are You Normal? 
And the reason why I wanted to show was there was no normal. And there were points involved. What I wanted to show was the points that the points were basically worthless because no one's normal. They really aren't. They got their own unique traits. That's part of the mission too, to show that everybody can be successful. But another big part that Sam has developed is it's really not fair for somebody to say that's not normal. Unless somebody's being hurt or somebody's hurting themselves or it's a danger. Nobody should get to pick that. Even the word different is like different than what? What is the central thing we're comparing everything to? And so I think that's that became a huge part of your nonprofit was just stop saying that because it's not yeah. true. Yeah, but and we are all differently able. The one guy maybe got it mad, the other boy maybe got it English. You don't know. Well, we've said on a lot of episodes too. We've talked about it when we're guests on podcasts. It, they are who they are. It, it, is just, it just is. Well, sometimes I'll see somebody... Well, I saw a kid the other day. He had his hair combed down in front of his eyes, and he had his hat on and pushing it down. He couldn't even see. He had looked like a, a sheepdog. And I thought, that's just goofy. Why would he want to wear his hair that way? And then I thought about myself when I was younger. Some of the things that I would do would be so somebody would think that. I was trying to be a way so, to get a reaction out of people. And, and a lot of times, that's what a person does where people say they're different, where they're not. They're just being goofy. So, or, you know, you I just got to, you get it, you choose who you are yeah, and what you are. But somebody says that's goofy, but it's yeah, self-expression. It's, self it's why, I mean, why can't. That's your opinion, Why can't honestly? they do that yeah. as long as nobody is. And that's what I thought after I left. I thought, well, he's no different than me. I had the same goofy stuff going on when yeah, I was. And kid. honestly, just yeah. keep yourself to yourself, really. Yeah, just be that's, you. Be, that's the best thing. Be you. It's I have that tattooed on my skin. Be it, you. It, it's Chinese. That says, be you. It says soup. It does not. <laughs> it says, be you, strength symbol, and Sam's initials. I wish okay. all of you could see it. Okay. The next one is 128, all ears for Harvey. <laughs> now, Mandy Harvey. Now, okay. what, what a character, because I wanted three people on that I thought of. Mm -hmm. I thought, why not? Sprut at it. Well, Mandy Harvey responded, and I didn't know she had a family related autism. Yeah. She's a deaf musician. She's on America's Got Talent. Beautiful lady in a minute. Beautiful singer. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you take from Mandy Harvey really is expect the unexpected because you, you would never expect Mandy Harvey to play a song through not being able to hear her own voice. And that's what bothers me the most is I wish she'd be able to hear her voice and just hear that guitar strings because she's amazing. I know that she's incredible. She felt the tempo through her feet. She took her shoes off and she was incredible. I mean, all these guests that, that you had and, and part of it too is they didn't have to respond back to you. They immediately they thought, chose to, and I yes, respect them for that. They immediately thought, this is a neat thing this person is doing. I'm going to respond. Just that right there, to me, was among their busy schedules, they believe in you. And, and I admire that. And that's what gets me about Angel and Ryan and Steve volunteering their time. And I know they're very busy people to help you guys get your nonprofit set up that I'm very impressed by those. Can I just say, Angel, I almost start crying every time I really think about what she's done. And, and we need to get you tissues. No, <laughs> but we have told her thank you, and we told her thank you. She is integral, an integral part of, and I don't think she can ever understand that. So we love her. Now, our next episode is a Black Belt's journey. Now, Taekwondo really shows you respect, in my eyes, what it truly means. I mean, it's not... Just pump, buffing up and punching and kicking a bag. It's not or sparring or trying to kick the person's head off. It really, really isn't. It shows you to stand still, hear you out, and really, you got to keep quiet at points. And there are different varieties of teaching with our instructors, Mr. and Mrs. Bossage, who were guests. 
you know, their one was very structured, one wasn't. And the differences actually made the perfect chemistry mix. Mm-hmm. And but what I liked about them was they treated you like adults, but they also had your back. I mean, example was the time they treated me adults was I could not figure out that black belt. And I thought, I'm not going to get this. I need help, please. No help came. That was an adulthood moment for me. They weren't trying to grow. And I see that now, but at the time I was mad, but for obvious reasons, but that was that. an amazing moment in karate when he couldn't get it tied on the mat and they had him go to the side, had Sam go to the side. And I was just sick because he was struggling and he was struggling. And I said to Mr. Bostic, I said, can I please help him? And he said, no, ma'am. And walked away from me. And what happened? I got her tied. He got it. And At least so, somewhat. I don't think it was properly but, tied, but, it, it, but, but it, it worked. It passed his inspection. Yeah, so. it, it passed the test. But he also, you could tell he did have your back. Case in point, I was getting close to my black belt. I could not get that board kicked. I could not break yeah. that board. Oh, you would have seen yeah. that. I was like about ready to almost cry. And he saw that. And he said, all right, go get, go take a break. Because he could tell. But he saw me. I knew like. He had your back at the same time. He knew he and you ought to heard him. I had to leave the room because I was getting so <laughs> emotional and I and I could hear him in there I going. I think I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I he was like the only thing between you and that board is and I mean he was pushing Sam and I think when you broke it you screamed. Like you <laughs> like you're you were like an animal, but that's what it took but, to uh, do it. Roddy is good. You know, if, if there's anybody out there that has family member on the spectrum, get them into karate because yeah. it does, it teaches a lot. There's people who go get a black belt and go out, yeah, I'm a black belt. I can, I can beat up 15 people at the same time. I kind of do that. I'll admit it. You <laughs> no, do you not. don't. But, I, well, I say I'm a black belt. But that's belt, it. But, but you I'm don't. not bragging about it. Right. But here's the deal. I have a black belt in karate too. Most people don't even know it. Yeah. I, actually, I told Hunter, my other grandson, the other day, and he said, I didn't know you had a black belt. I said, I don't ever tell anybody. You know, I bit. think you should because, honestly, that's a good accomplishment. I think you should recognize yourself for and state it, but you shouldn't have to brag about it. Uh, I want to brag. <laughs> that, you're, you're missing the fun part, right? Now, our next episode is 130, which is Meet the Players, Sam Mitchell and Peter Lance. Peter Lance was cool, actually. He was a little on the outside, but again, we're all odd. I am. I am, too. Yeah, so he didn't bother me. So how did you find him exactly? I never got that answered. Um, I just emailed most of the people that you, that you and I have gotten. It's just making contact. Well, how'd you find, did you find like on Twitter or Facebook? Oh, oh uh, how'd you hear about him? Okay. There was an article, Facebook, I think. And then I just got his name and then you can Google people. So he's, he was a game, video game developer. Cool. And neat. the way I think what I can take from him is he's not a very ordered guy. He skips steps. You know, I'm like one, two, three, four, five. He's like five, four, two, one, three. If I work like that, I can never. Well, I think it shows that just because you have the same diagnosis doesn't mean you have the same brain wiring. So that, but yeah, we can take that. That's what we can take is no one skips steps or they may skip steps on the spectrum. And, you know, it's fine. However they work, they work. That's what I imagine is they get the job done, really. Right? Absolutely. Right. Now, our next one is Meet the True Megan Corwin. Now, we got to describe Megan Corwin. You got to make fun of her a little bit. I know. I'm sorry. Not really. Oh, not just a little bit. We're going to do that oh, yeah. a lot. But... Don't be making fun of Megan in front of me. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Oh, she doesn't like you at all, I don't think. <laughs> she she's looked. my favorite niece. Even better than. <laughs> yeah, she, well, way first over, of all, she's got a wonderful. Over even my daughter. Oh. Uh, she better not be. <laughs> she, first of all, she has a wonderful two year old daughter. We got to admit that. We love our ad. Right. But she's definitely a good mama, and she has well, her back but doesn't put up with crap. It, that, I can admire that. Well, I think, in my opinion, 
I think that she is proof of her and her family, her mom's Beth and her dad's Mark. I think they are proof you do not have to be blood-related to be considered to have the same feeling that their family, like towards any other family member. So I look at her as almost like my niece, sometimes even my daughter. And then I, to me, that's just proof of that. She's as important to me as my family. Yeah, I mean, what family, about you, Dad? Family's family. I'm wondering why you're even talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> I do too want my question, but family's family in all seriousness at the end of the day, and no matter who, what they are, blood or blood. No, I, I love Megan. You're, you're there, like there. Your own, and yeah. Megan has your back. I think you can agree with she that. Does. Her family, yeah, Not absolutely. Me. She would too. She, even though she doesn't like you, pretendly she there's a soft side in her. Yeah, I know. Now our next one is the rest is history by Jason McElwin. Jason is awesome. Now, Jason is awesome. Now. We've, you found him through a video, didn't you? Yeah, Jason's story was years ago, because he's in his probably 30s now, but I always do, I'm a teacher, and I always do in my English class a research project on differently abled people. So they will pick, I mean, society calls it a disability, but they will pick a condition, and uh, my students will do lots of research. We set up a health fair, and I ran across this video of Jason. Jason McElwin uh, lived in, I think it was Athena, New York. And he was the manager for the basketball team. He has autism. But boy, they let him in that game. And he shot, what, 12 well, three points? Well, like they said, he turned into Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he said, I was on fire. I was on fire. And he was. And so anyway, we got connected with him through Instagram, I believe. And I um, still talk to him, but he's a pretty incredible person. One thing I can take from him, though, before we move on, is honestly, don't give up on them. Don't give up on someone on the spectrum. Give what, them a chance, yeah. You know, with that story with the bat, what they did hit that ball and you got a home run. I just wanted to ball. I just wanted to swing the bat. Or you just wanted to play. You wanted, wanted to, to, play. to be part of it. And that's my point, though. What if he did? Yeah. Maybe you got to answer the what if sometimes. It, mm-hmm. it would have been... I could still tell the story, but it would have been a totally different story. But a, a positive story, maybe not like. Yeah. I'm not saying like a negative story. It's still kind of positive in our eyes, but. Um. It was very negative, Sam. I hated it. <laughs> but it was. But again, we it learned. It shapes you who you yes, are. Oh, yes, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah, it did. Just like being the the dirty poor kids helped me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I totally agree with that. Now our next one is Into the Octagon with Serena Southpaw and G-Money. First of all, awesome people, and Serena is beautiful. She really, really is. She is. Serena Serena De Jesus is an MMA fighter in Vegas, and she has autism. And G-Money, Garrett, ha- his last name Halev. is Halev. He lives in, I'm going to say Michigan. And this young man is a, he does not focus on the fact that he has Down syndrome. Right, and that's something we can take from him because, I am going to say he did leave. I don't think I didn't make him uncomfortable. And it hit me hard. His dad said this. He fought hard to move that label. Yeah. You know, as much as it says, sometimes they know they have it, but they don't want to be recognized. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think it's all situational. I think you should celebrate your labels um, if that's what society wants to do. But on the flip side of that, Garrett is allowed to internalize that however he wants. Right. That's but his. But, but again, that's our view. Does anyone have the same views? Though? Right. That that was one of my that was one of my good uh, podcasts too. I was very impressed with that. Oh, me too. And I can respect him for it a little because and his dad, his yeah, dad, his dad was. I can respect him for it because you know if you want to walk out, there's not there's not saying you have to sit here and yeah, talk about he it. He made the choice. Yeah, I, I admire that actually. Kudos to him. Yep. Really, kudos to him and Southpaw for being on there. Yep. Because she copes with it with her autism through light and all that. Yeah. And, and it may helps her. That's fine. 
and cool. Our next one is groovy. Now, you wanted to say it in a certain way? Yeah. Go. It's groovy. <laughs> no, I wanted to say it's groovy, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that episode, my friend, was groovy. I hate the expression groovy. I always hated it. When I was a kid, I never used it. So you got, even when it was popular, it was never popular. <laughs> well, well, I guess you didn't. That's odd, because you dance a lot. So, what are your biscuits and groovy? That's my question. <laughs> what? <laughs> so your biscuits and groovy make you dance? Do I have some on my face? <laughs> In your beard? <laughs> no. I yeah. actually, you know, I know you like to dance sometimes, and I love to dance. Oh, me too. I do Jojo too. dancer. Yeah. Me too. I like to dance because groovy. Is, is, is about funk music, and it makes you dance. Right. And dancing I like because I think it's kind of a coping mechanism my autism, because you know why? It gives me freedom. And you're moving, too. Let yeah. me see. Yeah. Show me. Sure. Go. Go here. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it. A play-by-play narration. Play that fucking music, white boy. Now, our next one is you start Monday. Now, you briefly mentioned it, but what is the percentage of autistic people not having jobs? You know, it might be different now, but there was a, I believe it was in Dr. Grandin's TED Talk that she did. So it was, I don't remember, but at one point it was 70% of those uh, on the autism spectrum either didn't have a job or couldn't keep a job. And that's dumb. It, it really, really Well, is. I don't know if it's dumb. It's not acceptable. Right. I'm that, not saying it's not dumb there, but I'm saying it's dumb on the other people's fault because they're not giving them a chance. That's that's why it's dumb. I don't think they know how to give them a chance. That's where there's the education isn't there. We need to teach them. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, what that's what's done. Is there's no education for it. That was one of the episodes that there, a lot of things you said I didn't agree with. There, mm-hmm. there, there were some things that you were saying as if you're on the spectrum, you want a chance, but you've got to be able to do your job, you know, mm-hmm. to have a chance. And so that's another thing that you've got to teach the person, the boss, that he's got to bend a little bit, but the, the person, the job has to be able to do the job. And if you're on the spectrum, you can't do the job at all, then you can't just come to work and do nothing. And you knew you know, what I was trying to explain. I may not explain it the best way, but I was trying to explain oh, I know, that. I know you were. And it, no, it was a good, it was a good episode. But there was just some things in there that you said, me being your critic, there were some things in there that, that I just didn't quite agree with. But on the you flip know. side of that, though, too, sometimes the chance is given. Oh, and yeah. then if when the person gets to the job, then things should be put into place for everybody that works there for them to. And they're not, it, there isn't. So right. that's the problem. Right. And so. I agree. I mean, it's not that I disliked your whole episode. There was just a few things in there that I just didn't agree with. Right. And I, what bothers me is the fact that if you they're not given a chance, you're going to get the best employee alive. They're going to be punctual on time. They're going to try their best. They don't make, right. I mean, people on the spectrum typically don't make mistakes because they don't like to. And we're ignoring sometimes those talents and those skills. And, I think and, when, we ha- and when we do it, it truly bothers us. We, sl- it doesn't, we don't sleep that night yeah. when we do. Now, our next one is Austin Riley, take one lap at a time. We met him, I think, through Armani Williams earlier because he suggested him, right? Yeah, yeah, they definitely know each other. He said Armani said that he has raced in the same circuits as Austin, but Austin and his dad, his dad reminded me a lot of me in his parenting skills because he was very, very caring. But at the same time, he his dad at the same time was very like very realistic with him, like, and I just respect that. Yeah, I know that's hard for me. I mean, I'm sometimes unrealistic, but. Yeah, I but do. so am I. Yeah. We all are. <laughs> yeah. What I actually took, though, from him was was during the interview, 
he was sitting down. And you know, did you notice he was kind of shaky? Austin? Yeah. He was nervous. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, at first I thought, why are you not relaxed? You're just sitting here, dude. I didn't, oh, I, I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, tell him what his dad said. When he's sitting down, he's nervous. He's not process, processing information. But when he's on the road driving that car, buckled up on the road, he's processing information. He feels more relaxed. And like I said, at first I thought, dude, take a breath. You're fine. You're just sitting on the couch. He would say that about you in a vehicle. Yeah. He would say the same thing yeah, about you. Yeah, you need to relax. You're yeah, only, but you're then only I going, thought, well, wait a minute. You're only going 200 I miles an hour. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> I know. I thought, yeah. I shouldn't do that. No. If he was going 200 miles an hour, I'd pee my pants. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. would, too. He wouldn't. He'd love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. What Then what? Now, our next one is slam dunking with Anthony Iani. Now, Anthony Iani, we're going to see in person. This is going to be the big first guest I'll see in person that I've had. Well, Sarah. Well, yeah, I guess so second. I Sarah. Guess. Yeah, Anthony Iani is a Michigan State alumni basketball player who has autism. And, and the, like the he's also has things like underneath the spectrum. But anyway, he is coming to our gala in April. And hopefully he gets to bring his wife, but I believe she's pregnant. Okay. So I'm not sure she'll be able to travel. But he'll come and he's going to be our special guest. And hopefully he can say a couple right. of things. And it's going to be really fun. Yes, it will be a fun time. But what you know I take from him is that PDD. He, he took things literally as a child. You said it yourself. You loved it. Critique and I said, so if, if it was Rain Cats and Dawes and you said it, you'd be the first one to look at the window. And you liked that, actually, believe it or not. What about that stood out to you? It, it made me understand more about uh, somebody on the spectrum, how they may perceive something where they look out the window because they think cats and dogs are falling out of the sky. Why would you say it's raining cats and dogs, but wasn't it's raining cats and dogs? literal thinking. Yeah, just say it's yeah. raining. And there was another one, actually. We were going to Raw, actually, and, and I said, well, let's have another board member. You said, no, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I thought, they're not cooks. <laughs> he right. did. He said, I, I know. I saw you cooks, do it. Mom, they're podcasters. I saw, I saw you do that many times. I've heard people on your podcast say something to you, and I thought, Sam's thinking something different because they said that, and he's thinking about that literally. And I even, I even kind of chuckle, thinking <laughs> Sam's not, yeah. he's not understanding that the way they're saying it. Well, and I think as a family, we haven't, we haven't like thought, oh wait, Sam won't get that, so don't say that. We, we've never done that. And if he doesn't get it, we will say seriously, Sam, and we like we'll make fun of him a little bit. <laughs> But that's that's what you do. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, it, and that's why I think about it is, although it, it's kind of mad, you don't understand language, it creates good moments in life. You lacking moments. Really. It helps, yeah. Yeah, it does. And that's why... Purpose, you used to do I, it on I, purpose sometimes. I, I, I always did on purpose. Yeah. I, that's why I started the pun thing with you, because it gave you the idea, oh, there's more than one meaning to a lot of things. And so now you're hooked on puns, and it sick of them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's your fault, not mine. <laughs> he puts them on Facebook. Now, our next one is saying a rhyme. Now, you know, rhyming is in our dictionary, believe it or not, sometimes on the spectrum, because it helps us, you know, look at Eminem. His words rhyme like crazy. Uh, and he is on the spectrum. He is. That's He's one of my next guests, hopefully. But I just want to also say, just because you're like ghetto on the streets, people say that, you're not a bad person. Oh, that's being judgmental if you think right. that. And that's what, to me, rap music does. It teaches us rhymes. It kind of teaches us literature. And yeah. I know you're an English teacher, and you love literature. Well, music is just poems. If you take the music, if you take the actual music away from a song, it's a poem. Yeah, and rapping right. is is turning into a poem, is in a way. It's always been a poem, yeah. I think. Music is, but rapping is like I, I think showing it's the poem side. I think it always has. Yeah, but it is. They're, they're just, uh, they're just saying the words in, in 
the different orders and different dialects. And now our next episode we should talk about is Meet Gutterfire. Now Gutterfire was a really really cool band. It really they really were great guys. And how'd you find them? I don't I never knew that. Oh, I know the story on this one actually. You were on another podcast about music. Um, what was his name? A Fist of Faceful. That's the only music one I've been on. A fit. <laughs> it was a fistful. A faceful. A fist. A, f- a, f- a fist. Of- a fist of faceful. That's what's No, a fistful. Oh, a fistful. A face of something. A face of fistful. <laughs> it a was a fistful. Like I said, but he was neat. But anyway, he left me a message and said, you should contact this band, Gutterfire in Australia. And uh, their lead singer, was it the lead singer? Was that it? Yeah, has autism. And so they were incredible. So they were in Australia. So it was funny. They were all five, I believe, in different locations in Australia. One was on a boat. And it was morning and it was night here because it's 12, 13 hours um, difference, but it was great. They were funny. And I will say they left Sam a message immediately after and said, that is by far the best interview we have ever done. Like they, that's what they said. And they've done a lot of interviews. I thought it was good too. Loved it. Made me laugh. Yeah. But but what can we take from Gutterfire? People might wonder the answer to me is pretty simple. No matter what, if you have autism, you can find your way. You can find your path. The whole band has his back, basically. Yeah. You find a crew, you find friends that love you for who you are. It doesn't matter what you have. It's you. Right. And even though they may abandon you, you can still find them. And even if you get abandoned, find another one. There are going to be people who want you. The people that abandon you, in my opinion, are not your friends to begin with. Right. So. And I've had to deal with that many times. We all have. Well, you, and but a lot I, of times you just call it abandoned, too. And it's not necessarily abandoned. They just, they just, move, they just, on. just move on. They're still your friend. They just don't hang around as much. Because I've got a lot of good friends that I don't it's just see life much happens. anymore. That makes no sense. I know. That's an abandonment. My uh, Then I so- must have abandoned them, too. And I, yeah, and I also understand sometimes life happens. I do Right, that. that's just Yeah, it. that's the way it is. Our <laughs> next one is under the weather. So now the reason why it's bothersome being sick is typically I don't mind sick, but when it comes to the simple symptoms, a sore throat, a runny nose. Hey, Sam, can I interrupt you for a second? What is the worst pain on the earth for you? Oh, a runny nose. I'll admit it. <laughs> he does. I know. He said that, but, but to him, like I kind of giggle about it, but that's there's that sensory thing to him. It's like I can't. Take this. I can't. The running nose, I can't take. Now, you could put ears, ear infections. When I was younger, I couldn't handle them. I can handle them now pretty well. But a sore throat, fine. But this, mm-mm. That's why it bothers me. Why? Because it's because it won't stop dripping. And it's annoying. It's like, just stay in Does it hurt or annoying? Or both? Both. But eventually, (laughs) it goes annoying, but then it gets hurt to where it's It's, raw from blowing too much. And it's kind of like tagging your shirt. You got a runny nose, tagging my shirt. Oh, same yeah, that's, thing. That, that's dreadful. Is it the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, I get it's it. It's another torturous feeling. And plus, right now, you know, I'm running a podcast. One of the things you got to have is your voice. If your voice is screwed up, it ain't going to sound too hot. But we've talked about that, too. Life happens, and, and you have to adjust your schedule. But did you know how long it took for us to figure out a solution for it? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get into. About one second. No. No, no once you got it. What? It was one second. But, I mean, it took us a while. But it took us a while to figure out what the solution was going to be. Yeah, I get it. Call Papaw. It wasn't call Papaw. <laughs> yeah, was a lot actually, of times. It was actually just shift the schedule, move it to the next not eight, 13 days, if you want to know what the solution was. Yeah, plan B. All right, and I think now we got another plan B, which is that we got to hear about R, A, and C. So let's go get to it. 
REMC UDWI provides families with electricity and quality, efficient service while maintaining a financially healthy and rate competitive position in the industry through teamwork, mutual respect, and an ongoing commitment to their members. As a cooperative, they are owned and operated by their members. That means that the employees at REMC are there to serve their customers with a history of dedication and longevity. They take great pride in providing people with the very best customer service. The people working at REMC are the world's most friendliest staff, and you will be comfortable when you talk to them. There's no reason you should not explore REMC UDWI today. Now, our next episode is 41, which is Meet Asta and Suzanne Saratomko. Now, I want to promote Saratomko's new season of Resident Alien. We need to see that. We need, we're, I'm ready to see, and I think anyone should be ready to see that season, too. We're all excited, aren't we? I cannot wait. It's... Yeah, Next. and Critiquer, you got to check out that oh, series. Oh, you've got to watch okay, it. I will. It's a really good series, man. It, you probably funny. should watch the first one, though, because it might not make a whole lot of sense, but it's Resident Alien. It is on... Oh, it used to be on Sci-Fi. It's still think, on Sci-Fi. Is it? Okay. Well, uh, Sarah Tomko uh, plays Asta, and Harry, it's her. It's the... He's so funny on there. They're all funny. Um, but yeah, we had the privilege of meeting her and her husband in Indianapolis. She was on Sam's show, and she's a huge mental health advocate she's she emails us still um she was filming in canada i know on the show yeah he we we wanted sam to go on the show but you know that that didn't happen but that's okay but she keeps in touch with this i'm I'm mad i'm kidding (laughs) she's she's a really good person and she's i think she helps a lot of people with keeping mental health in the forefront right and that's what you can take from her honestly is mental health anyone can enter you know Asta has no disabilities or no spectrum related. She wants to keep mental health going. She believes in taking care of yourself before anyone else. She believes that you have to have mental health to have a good day. And you, well, she's just part you of can the, respect that almost. She's part of the solution. She's part of yeah, the Yeah, she's puzzle. part of the solution. But, you know, I think she's part of the solution who volunteered for it. I kind of feel like since I have autism and mental health issues for a while, I was, I, thrown into I was thrown in force. She volunteered. You can almost respect that kind of. There's a lot of people that are on the spectrum, but that don't choose to do what you're doing. So you should give yourself right. lots of credit for that. Right, but I'm she volunteered and it's something to take. So did you. Right. I think I was thrown more into it, though. That's just me. Fine. You, you were born into it. Yeah, I was born into it. Born and... this way, baby. Exactly. I was born this way, but she chose this way. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. We gotcha. Now, our next one is Identical Yet Opposites by BJ Yoho. Where did I go with him? First of all, he's an idiot. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, he's a great guy, actually. He's really cool. He's actually one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. best friend. Him and his family. He's my brother from another mother. We, <laughs> He's basically, again, non-biological family because of how long we know him. But what I could take from him is he doesn't dwell on his disability. You know, he has he, he could dwell on it. He has one leg. He's basically wheelchair-bound for the rest of his life. I ain't going to sugarcoat. Sorry, buddy. But well, He knows that. I know, but... I still don't want to take it the wrong way. But, you know, and he could either dwell on it and sleep in bed, or he can go to school and college and live life like every other person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we've, we love BJ. We love BJ. And he's changed, just like you, he's changed so many minds about what you can do. Um, and he doesn't dwell on it. He doesn't. To him, he's who he is. No, yeah. He's been there for you, too. That's what I was going to say. He's had your back. And I need, I need a hero, and I guess he was the hero. Yeah, yeah. Our next one is when words fail, music speaks. Crossover. James Cox. Now, James Cox is a pretty good guy. He has cerebral palsy, so that's why he's on my show. And I learned how did we meet him again? I don't remember. 
through a friend and then he emailed us and we struck up a conversation and you decided he is the perfect guest for the show. So he's amazing. I think amazing. so too. But because he had a podcast, I didn't know like, I didn't want to ask him like podcast questions. So what I thought we could do, I thought it'd be kind of cool just to try it out was a crossover between autism and music because music means a lot to me. Well, his podcast is called what? When Words Fail, Music Speaks. Yeah. So I thought since this is near and dear to my heart, I thought let's try a combination of these two and just see what happens. Turned out good, but what you can take from James Cox is you have to overcross the obstacles. His mom basically said, you know, you can't hold on to me for the rest of your life. I won't be here. You have to learn to walk. It's You have to. Yeah. Papa and I have had conversations about how what I'm going to do whenever you go to Vincennes and, you know, move away. I'm freaked out. And, you know, I know the feeling. <laughs> I'm thinking about moving to Vincennes myself. <laughs> He's going to watch you for me. <laughs> We're going to get an apartment together. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't mind you being in my room if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> no, he can't. You got to do it on I, your own. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, and plus, I party a lot. <laughs> okay. Jeez, whatever. <laughs> All right. Now, for 44, our next one is UDC. Not There's a dance. I got to do the dance, too. Yeah. UDC. Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> I don't know why he does that. I, 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 just made, I, just, I made it up. Yeah, you did. Now, one of the DC comments, you know, it gives those hope. And the, there's yeah. reason for me, that's what stands out, because... If you watch the DC movies, there's always like them staring in the like a hole, but like walking slowly mm-hmm. with their pride and passion. You've seen those in movies, right? Mm-hmm. DC Comics has a lot of those, and through that cinematic company, it gives those hope with with those scenes. Well, I think people too that just not just people on the spectrum, but people that just struggle in general have to overcome so much, and they're superheroes. They're Everybody super- needs a hero, but they don't have to be a DC comic character. But some they, people, that's they that's all they, they have. And well, let me ask you guys first for fun. What DC comic hero or villain represents you, you think? It can't be Marvel. It has to be DC. Oh, DC. <laughs> Probably, um, who, who is the really hot girl on uh, Aquaman? <laughs> Mara. I'm sure that's me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, you're kidding. <laughs> for real, who is it? I have to think about it. Hero I'll or say, villain? I'd say Veronica. <laughs> She's on Scooby Doo. Is that no on RG? RG. Oh. I was thinking Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo. That's Velma. No, I'm not Velma. No, Scooby Doo. About that. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Give me some choices. There's Batman. Oh wait, hold on. Stop. Is Wonder Woman on DC? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Jeez. Is that because everybody wonders about you? I have no. I have a sign in my classroom that says, "Have you ever seen me and Wonder Woman in the same room?" Hey, hey, you, <laughs> you look know. like probably needs a tiara in the, in the Lasso of Truth. The original. Yeah, yeah I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of the new Wonder so Woman. So who would I be? I can. I'll ask you guys. Who Who are the choices, Sam? There's Batman, Joker. No, I want you to Joker. Choose. choose for me. Joker. Joker. <gasps> no, oh me. <laughs> no, I thought you meant for. No, choose for me. Oh, for you. Hmm. Joker. No, that's not. That's me. Um, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be courteous because of what you've done for me and how much you care about people. Truly, I'm gonna go Superman. Uh, that's who I was gonna do. <laughs> what were you to say about me, Sam? Wonder uh, Woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I would. For me, it's uh, yeah, the, Joker. For, for me, it's a Joker because I because of the mental illness he he has, and I like to laugh a lot. So definitely Joker. Yeah, and. The way your lips turn up like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> your fault. Now, our next one is probably an exciting one for me. Gain hardcore with Mick Foley. Yeah, baby. Hardcore yeah. legend. Bang, bang, bro. Oh, that was such yeah, a Yeah, I think I had to meet him four times. I met him once through a meet and greet through the ANC Wrestling Podcast. 
and through your podcast, through my podcast, and one other time a follow up, I guess, at a, at a local comedy club. Mick is yeah. incredible. I mean, he is probably one of the and and he he is a celebrity and he knows he's a celebrity, but he is the most humble. Right, and he's he, incredible. You know, that's what you can take from his. You know, celebrities get get money get to their head sometimes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like that. You know, you can still be a family man, find the last flight to your family, read, yep. do a lot of museums, be a nerd. That's because that's what he kind of is. But you and can still live that. You don't have to go to the strip clubs and party. He's But he's very talented. What impressed me about him is celebrities who go out there and they all shake everybody's hand and, you know, and give them their autographs. But what impressed me is when you went to the comedy club, he remembered you and mm-hmm. saw you in the crowd and even pointed you out and said, Sam, that... Very impressive. Because he he talks to hundreds of people. That's what I was talking about before was whether they're a celebrity or not, whether they're a board member, a celebrity, a family member, somebody who we get an email from, they all believe in you. They all, Mick yeah, Foley they believes be, in you. They, he, he believes that you can make a difference. Or he and, would not have you know, he done that. He wouldn't waste his time. Correct. And his son is on the autism spectrum. So that, that is the that's the connection. But he's just a, he's just a, aside from anything else, a caring, nice guy. Now our next one is another guy. It's not as big as McFoley. So, sorry, sorry, uh, buddy. I don't... But he's a good guy. <laughs> it's it's called. It's not a disability. It's a different ability by Jeff Teresi. I think he was a great guy. He's a great guest. And I love what I like about him is he had a gratitude journal. Remember him mentioning mm-hmm. that. I thought I should get it that one day. Yeah. Get one. I'm thinking about it. Now, the one thing you take from him, though, I think is you need to know that your son or daughter has autism or you need to know. Because remember, his wife was on the verge of divorce with him. Yeah, he talked about that. And I think from a personal perspective, you need to know. That way you know what obstacles. So really, I think what we can take is you shouldn't hide it from them. Oh, never. Like, we've talked about that. I know people that have done that, and I just want to scream from, like, a mountaintop. Like, what are you doing? That why are you hiding your child's personality? Why not? Stone? Why not scream now? I, I I had someone tell me one time. They said we we just found out that our our grandson is on the spectrum, and they were really concerned. You know, and it was almost like they were worried about it. And my response was, "Oh, that's cool." And, and I didn't know, know what I'm else to say. Lie. What am I going to say? Oh, so but, what? Uh, but I, and I'm not going to either. I'm not going to lie. You know, when I found out Sam, we all found out Sam had autism when he was four. I didn't say, that's cool. I did not say that. I worried sick. I felt like my future was dark now. It was very short-lived. I was bitter because I thought, I didn't say that I'd do that. You didn't tell me either. What's For that? some reason, you didn't tell me. I, it, and that's what I'm saying. That's how I re. I would never react like that now. Oh, I know. But for some reason, I didn't. Maybe it was the reason these other people do it, like being ashamed. Well, you thought that I was going to say, no, he doesn't. He just, yeah. th- he just like this or he's like that. He doesn't have autism. You know, that's what you were afraid I was going to do. But I didn't really tell a whole lot of people. But I think, but now I feel so, I feel ashamed because, but it's human nature. And you can't, it's, however you react to your child being diagnosed with autism is not wrong. Nobody can judge you. And, but it was short lived and we saw. And yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out and you'll figure it out. Right. You'll know what to do. You just, it's just going to take time. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. No, I said you'll know throughout yeah, your life. Yeah. Not like. Very first thing, I know what to do. Snap. No, you How never you know? know what to do. But throughout, through research, through books, through doctors even, through and, yourself, and you'll and know watching, what to do. Yeah, I'm watching you. You've taught me more about uh, autism than anybody in the world. Autism or not, you you never know what to do. Correct. 
I mean, I when think, you're yeah, a parent, true. you never know what no. to do. I think there's a. I think there's a truth to that too. Yeah. I'm still trying to raise you. <laughs> I think you did a pretty good job. I'm not finished. <laughs> that's what he just said. Anyway, our next one is 147. Future of Visionaries from JDS Creative Academy. Now, this was Diane who actually sponsored us. Diane Strand, she's amazing. Did she find us or did we find her? I think we found her. This was a really cool program in California. And she runs a media school. And the the kids that go there are different. They're not kids. They're like Sam's age. They're differently abled. A lot of them are on the autism spectrum. But she teaches them how to be reporters. There's a podcasting part. And Sam, uh, we had the privilege of having her and her uh, some of her kiddos on the show, and it was incredible. I think the big thing we could take from her is, no matter what you have to do, there's some like unsuccessful that society sees, such as living with their parents. Mm-hmm. There is still success at the end of the rainbow. Yes, so such I, as you can, yes. such as being able to drive and going to college. I'm so glad you said that because that hadn't come up. But in Diane's mind. These these kids or these young adults that she helped with media, none of them lived independently and none of them, you know, like lived on their own drove. They lived with their parents, but they were so successful in what they were doing. And she showcased that. And that's like the whole mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is what is happening that's successful. Let's not focus on they're not living independently. I'm so glad you said that. Me too. I I could see those students being like on NBC one day, honestly. Now our next episode is 148, which is AMM. Autistics are marvelous. They really are. So again, we'll start off. Which Marvel character represents you in your eyes? Well, here's what I think. So my second favorite Marvel character is Black Widow because I feel like as a character, she's pretty underappreciated and I kind of feel like that sometimes. I know I'm just kidding. <laughs> that led up to that. That was bad. <laughs> So, who are you? Black Widow. And why? Well, I just think she's kind of a behind-the-scenes character. She's not as popular as, but I think she does some pretty cool things. And me? Yep. I am Iron Man. I could agree That's with that. That's a good impression. I think you could do Iron Man. <laughs> the reason is because since I was a DC Man of Steel, Iron Steel, <laughs> it works. That's perfect. That's a good connection. Uh, for me, I have to say Hulk or Thanos. Yeah. Hulk because he's angry and he's Kind of mad, and I kind of get like that when I'm angry. I don't mean I don't punch walls or anything, but I get like that inside sometimes. And then Thanos, because he's a calm, peaceful villain almost, and I would be merciful. Can we just talk about how sad we still are about the Black Panther? Oh, yeah, sure. Because he's my my favorite. I know. Rest in peace, Black Panther. Oh, that makes me sad. I know. But anyway, so the reason why Marvel represents me is not them walking, but the action in my eyes, because there's going, there's something going on, you know? They're fighting for their belief, and um, I admire that personally. I think uh, people on the spectrum fight for their beliefs regardless of who they are. Now, our next one is Meet Dr. Light, David Covey. Dr. Light was his nickname through the podcast, and David Covey, I, I found him, and I actually was the one who messaged him to give it a shot, and he didn't respond. So this David Covey is a pretty good guy in my eyes, definitely, and he definitely was definitely funny, for sure. Well, he's a um, comedian from Great Britain. And he was on Britain's Got Talent, yes, and he got he to meet Simon Cowell. And but um, I liked him because again, he was blind, 
but he was funny and he thought, why can't I be a comedian just because right. I'm blind? My favorite and part of it was I forgot a couple of times he was blind. I said, you can hit the mute button. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. No, he that's that's just the thing. That's people that are differently able. They don't want you to walk around it. Remember no, but, Lonnie said that. No, I, like, I said hit the mute button. I thought, wait a minute, you can't hit the mute button. Duh. But why not? Because someone has to do it for him because he can't see it. He'll, uh, he'll hit the wrong button. Yeah, you can you can type you can type without looking. Matt, there was another thing that you said during that interview where you thought, "Oh, wait a minute, you you can't see," but there was something there, and it wasn't that. that yeah, that's that what I, I meant. That I saw. That's what I meant. That yeah. moment, I said, "Oh, wait a minute, duh, I forgot." I'm just trying to make light heart of it. Well, and I you, know, from what I can take, he did. He didn't care. He, you know, no. a bit. And you're gonna. We'll talk about Lonnie in just a second. Lonnie Bedwell, but uh, it kind of. Reminds me of that, so I'll wait for that. Right. And then our next one is A Beautiful Mess, A Mother's Vision by Maria Dell. Maria Dell, we met when we first started, actually, through a networking event. Yeah. And we got to talk, have her on. We, it took a while, but... She's a parent with a did. seven-year-old that had yes. autism. Yeah. And what I learned from her is no matter how unusual you are, you can still live. Case yeah. in point, her daughter does not use silverware. Yeah, and I remember talking to her about that, and we were like, well, you pick your battles. When Sam was younger, I still doesn't like to wear jeans. I just was like, what the heck? He has to wear jeans. And then we finally was like, we were like, why? How would his there's life be different? There's khakis. If, so there's we didn't shorts. worry about it. <laughs> so why don't you wear jeans? It's uncomfortable around the junk Area. And your butt, he always called it butt pockets. Right, and I don't like to sell them pockets. Now, our next one is taking a trip on the country roads. Now, <sighs> Mystery Singer, I'll bring her back, too, for country. We don't have to. Well, I want to, though. <laughs> I have something to Where sing. Is she? Go ahead. <laughs> is it about country? Yeah. Okay, country road. <laughs> Take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia. That was your fun. <laughs> you too. <laughs> anyway, so, but in all seriousness, country music does help because, you know, I always said living is beneficial where we might live or a factor where we live. Because country roads means that you live and there's small people. Living in the city is bigger. So a factor where we live does play into where we Oh yeah, definitely. Liv, would you agree? Yeah. yeah. Different cultures. You you go from one state to another, you're getting into different cultures. And how people um, respond and accept and understand autism too. Yeah. I guess in France it's not like here, I'll just say that much. Yeah. It's not like here in Indianapolis. Yeah. And it's, it's not that far away. Yeah. It, it yeah. you're you're 100% right. Yes, I agree with you. Now our next one is the one you were talking about, here's your C, don't define mm-hmm. me by Lonnie Bedwell. And this, well, Lonnie Bedwell was definitely a great guy. He, he's talked to you for however many years in your classroom, at least over 10, I would say, I think. It's going on 20. And I think, you know, I didn't, I'm going to say I didn't love Lonnie, but I like Lonnie. And I love him now because of that interview. It did hit your nerves in a way. But the big thing you could take from him is don't doubt success again. Because don't think, like, he once said the story. He was trying to write, and he tried, and the professor basically humiliated him, and he kept giving him C's. And he kept telling, and he finally said, you know what, here's your C, don't define me. So guess what? Just because your student gets C's in a particular class or they not get school doesn't mean they're going to get an A in the work environment. Well, Lonnie just doesn't want to be defined. I mean, he has kayaked the Grand Canyon, I think, three times now, blind. He has climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. He goes out and mows, weed eats. He roofs with help. But we all need help. We can't do anything alone. So what I was going to say with him, too, was Lonnie will travel on an airplane alone like somebody will drive him to the airport he gets dropped off he asks somebody can you point me in the direction of print tickets 
So he does not mind to ask for help, but he doesn't want someone just to come up and help him if he doesn't ask for nobody does. And so that's something you have to remember too. Just because you see somebody with like a cane, like a walking cane that shows that they're visually impaired, they may not want help. Right, but and you, you know have to what? respect it. I do respect it, but I think you should ask still. That's my Always opinion. ask, yeah. Because that's out of respect. Right. If and they he'll... say no, get it. But right, ask. right. That's my opinion. So a lady walking across the road, real slow in the traffic, you might want to ask if she wants to. Yeah, if she says no, then it's time to just go. Leave just her alone. It won't hurt to ask. Now, our next one is heading into the interview with Al Snow. So, first of all, I want to mention this is the first one that volunteered for the show. And he's definitely a hero, although he doesn't want to admit it because he saved someone in Destin from a riptide. He did. Um, and he doesn't even like to talk about it very much. But he was on a beach in Destin, actually, where we go sometimes. But um, there was a boy, I think he was like 12, and he started drowning. And Al's in very, very, like, good physically shape, physical shape, and he jumped in and saved him. Right. Not too long ago. The big thing we take from him, for me, is his character. You know, his character in wrestling talk is talking to a head. So It was, my, like, mental illness. Right. Yeah. So my, my opinion, though, is with autism, our friends don't have to be humans. Mm-hmm. It can be a dog, mm-hmm. a cat, a certain movie that we love. You that can makes relate. Yeah, absolutely. Al now runs a wrestling school in Kentucky and trains wrestlers and it's really cool. Like he's invited us to come down, but he's doing really good things. Right. He, the one thing he won't do though is kiss Mick Foley. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> They're really good friends. I, I heard you ask. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Sam would. <laughs> <laughs> I actually would. <laughs> Mick's never going to talk to us again now. <laughs> I know. Our next one is the WD special part one. Reinventing the raw side of autism. Oh my goodness. Where do we begin here, guys, right? Oh. Well, yeah. since I was six, that's a good starter, right? But this sport or this entertainment sport is what you can call it. I call it entertainment because in my eyes it's not a sport really. I mean it is a sport, but it's more entertaining right. than a sport. But it's dangerous. Right. But this is a show because this show has given me confidence through life. I wanted to play characters. You know, I wanted to play the almighty Bobby Lashley. I wanted to play Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, I want to be them. And I know we can't in real life, but these are characters that will give you confidence, whether you were a bad guy or a good guy. I think it reminds me when we went to see Mick Foley um, in Bloomington, uh, somebody raised their hand to ask him a question and said, I just want to thank you for my childhood and I want to thank you for like helping me through it. And I don't think sometimes they realize what influence they do have. Right. And I want them to know that because those characters play so much part of my life. Gave me the confidence that I didn't have. I had confidence for a little while, but not permanently. Now, our next one is a WWE special part two, laying the smackdown on the stigma. This was my favorite special because I think in this episode we were doing that personally. And it was the most truthful one, you know? This one was kind of sad in my eyes. How so? It was sad because I spat the truth out, you know, talking about our journey going through hell. That's an example when I first started. It was the most truthful. It may have been stuff you didn't want to hear, but you needed to hear. Yeah, I had feelings about that one, too. That it, that it, yeah, it was kind of emotional. Now, our next one is the the WWE Special Part 3. So this one was another good one because of the variety. You know, there were different elements to this episode where I combined different parts and explained different parts. I took U-turns on this episode. Yeah, absolutely. And and just another, these were kind of like the pinball, the airplane, the Scooby-Doo one was when you told me you were going to do it, I just thought, well, I mean, it's it's appropriate because of how much he loves wrestling. But again, it wasn't about wrestling. It was it was just more than that. It was you intertwining it with you, and that was pretty beautiful. Thank you. Then our next one is the Dirty Special Part 4, pumping up the main event. Now, I want to do this. So since in the name it's the main event, so why, in your opinion, is like autism the main event of all disabilities? 
I don't think that it is. Why is disability? Why should disabilities be like the main event of something? If that makes any sense, like why should it be headline? Only if uh, you're the one with it, <laughs> you know, because you have no choice but to make it the number one headline. Yeah. If that's you. Yeah. If you choose to, that's that's what we always say is, like when Garrett uh, stood up and walked out, of, he's allowed to do that. You're allowed to feel about your the way that you think any way you want to because it's okay you. well let me ask you this question too why should the world pump instead of going down and this is just i know why but i want to know from an editor critiquer's perspective who's involved with this why should others pump autism up because it's humanity everybody on this earth is a human being and it isn't fair for somebody to say in my opinion um that doesn't count or this is better than this and that's that's not fair and so to me, I mean, it's going to sound really, really cliche, but why can't we get along? Why can't you be nice? Why can't you be kind and quit pointing everything out? Let's just be. Let's just exist together. That's what it's I It's all think. holding the hands like the Grinch, right? And the Grinch, they hold hands? Yeah, I mean, like, why, just, why can't we all do that and sing, basically? With, it's Christmas. That'd be great. That would be really great. For the we, most part, we do. I mean, uh, especially with, with if the, I let it. But there's billions of people in the world. Somebody's <laughs> got to be holding hands somewhere and getting along. You know, as far as taking things that uh, and people who are different through the perspective of most people, uh, the awareness has to be brought to people's attention because they don't even know it's there sometimes. They don't even know what it is. So somebody's got to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to tell you what this is. You know, and if a lot of people, they say, okay, I never understood it before. Let me help you promote this. Yeah. You know, there's a, a lot of things out there that needs to be talked about, needs to be promoted that we don't even know some of them right now unless we go look and listen. I think that this, from what we have seen over the last three years, this is a movement. There's lots of movements happening right now. There's always movements happening. But this is a movement. And it's, Sam is a part, we, we are a part of that movement. And I just think it's amazing that we get to be a part of it. I do too. And I agree. I'll, I, I'll say I as well. I, I, I you, you're not allowed to vote. Remember? I know. <laughs> <laughs> now, our, now the next one is literally autism rocks and rolls. Now, this is my favorite music genre, as you all know. It's beneficial to me because, you know, the anger. You know, you can't punch someone in society. That's a law. We know that. You can't destruct things. That's a law. But in rock music, I'm going to say, like, you can, but you can in a way, sort of, because you're releasing the anger out. You know, the anger, they sound like they're mad. They're about ready to cope, go in a fight. And you can release your anger through that, in my eyes. So it's definitely beneficial. Yep, I agree. Would you do the mosh pit? What's the mosh pit? The rock and rollers that jump out and bang heads. And yes. Like in the front. Yeah. Like Matthew. That was, oh yeah, Matthew, because he's badass. Matt, he Matt. does it. He's because he's, he's badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that he does that? No. He, like, he well, does. He went out rock and roll and got right down there and was banging heads. He loves all Metallica. Oh, yeah, I know he likes rock and roll, but I didn't know he went out there and banged his head. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> but, and, uh, and, but nobody was mad that they were out there just having, fun. Uh, having right. fun. That's their way. And I wonder, too, if the rock and roll lifestyle will benefit me. Because I I said one, yeah. I said in the episode, these resources I'm able to use, you know, a maid. You know, someone on the spectrum may not understand how to clean or cook. Yeah. Maybe they get a maid. That's a resource, yes. And it's a resource. That's not, yeah. like we said, it's not luxury purposes, a resource. I need a right? maid. Or a limo. <laughs> A limbo. A limo. A limo. Why yeah. do you have to take a limo and not an Uber? Well, I'm just <laughs> suggesting, again, a limo. A limo for those who can't drive on the spectrum. Why a limo? 
Wait, not wait, a taxi. If you can afford it. Right, yeah, right, absolutely. right, right. That's I what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not on the spectrum, but I'm taking the limo home here in a minute. <laughs> Jeez, who's taking you, Doug? Doug. He's sitting out there in the truck right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's in a truck. He's in a limo. Yeah, truck. I got to ride in the back, but. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Now our, our second of our, what's the word? Pendulum one or penultimate one, whatever that word is. <laughs> I don't our, know what you're trying to say. It's a, it's a word before the, like, the main event of wrestling. They always say the uh, pendulum. Second was. to last. The second to last one is flying high with RVD or Rob Van Dam and Katie Forbes. Now, RVD, Katie Forbes, great humans, first of all. And I contacted them, too, because I wanted them on my show through the low lives that they've had. But what you can take from them, really, in my opinion, is honestly, first of all, the biases you can take from them. Oh, man. Can I tell that story real Go fast? Ahead. So, um, yeah, Rob Van Dam is great. He's been a wrestler for years and years but he has continued which a lot of wrestlers do but he has continued to really keep himself in shape because he's over 50 and he said like I gotta stay in shape but but he he raised his arms up and did the pointing Rob Van Dam and oh my gosh his muscles bust out of there and his wife Katie no she was very in shape too They're, they're very healthy Amazing people. Right. But what what can we take from them, honestly, is I think it's just a life thing. In life, you're going to bite the bullet, as he once said. But you got to go through it in order to have better times. He, yeah, he's had lows in his life. I've had lows in my life. You have. Papa has. And he is just proof of, yeah, he's been on TV and he's a celebrity, but he's human just like we are. And he knew what he had to do to get through those. And he learned from it. Really? Is it going to add a head? Hold on. The, the biceps aren't popping. <laughs> no, not here. Here, I, here, I got one. What's that? <laughs> the the bushwhacker. Bushwhacker. Oh, one of them. yeah, the dorky one. Yeah, <laughs> I like bushwhackers. So does Doug. I did too, actually. Okay, last one. Now, whoop whoop. Now our last one is Autism Rocks and Rolls season one finale, which is this episode. So first of all, what I'm going to do before we continue is I want to thank our sponsors and. Those who have, given, who have graciously given me experiences of a lifetime, like the cast for kids I've done once upon a time, the IU nurses who I spoke to once upon a time, those were wonderful experiences. Yeah, I want to say it's very hard to sit here and say, oh, who do we need this? I'm kind of panicked now because I didn't think about that. So there's too many. There's too many people, too many people in the village that helped you get here. But, I mean, I would have to say thank you to our board Especially Joe Purcell. <laughs> <laughs> and Angel and Steve. And Angel and Steve and Ryan. And who, Ryan, we have never met in person. He lives, I believe, in Arizona, I want to say. And, uh, but we can just tell just from those Zoom meetings, he truly believes in what Sam is doing. So I have to thank the board. I have to, honestly, at the end of the day, thank Sam. You're welcome, buddy. I do. I have to thank Doug for <laughs> being married to me because <laughs> I know that I'm pretty hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Sam, your dad has set back and there has been times where he probably thought, well, they're home from school and work now. They're going to their second job. And it's not that he hates that, but I'm sure there's been times where he was like, oh my gosh, why can't we have a day where we're not? And he has supported it. Correct. And he has been. And I there. do admire that. I appreciate that. But now, now what I want to do is, um, I want to know what we've all separately taken from the journey through, um, each other, like us like so okay. separately for me through this podcast the one thing i learned from a personal perspective is you can't really look at the person on the outside you gotta look on the inside too you gotta see what they can do you can't just say you know what they can't do anything they're bedridden mm-hmm. eh, wrong try again buddy and that's why that's the first thing on your mission Correct. success 
And what about you? Well, I just want to say for a long time, I've always thought Sam was wise beyond his years in statements like that. He has thought that since he was in preschool. Sam, there may have been times where you felt like you couldn't do something correctly or, you know, like, why can I not do this? Everybody around me can do this. But there's been so many things that the way that you think, people can't do that. And you have this. So that, I mean, I, I just think that and I just... I look at the ability of peoples differently. I just think I'm so, what's the word? Inspired. Inspired. <laughs> yeah, maybe adamant in that we just need to stop being judgmental. Like it's just not helping anything. But I'm watching you do that every day through this journey. And we're proud. We're really, really proud of you. Thank you. I would say autism or no autism. You're my grandson. You are, I don't even think about that. I think of you as Sam. You're funny. You're crazy. You're my grandson. You're my part of me. You're are my genetics. I don't know what I'd do without you. Thank you. Now, what about, what can others take from the episodes that I've done or the journey? What's one thing that pops in your head? I think that you have reached so many different like clientels of people. You know, like when you started it, I think we thought, oh, we can really help parents. And now it's, oh my gosh, a teacher can take this to his or her classroom. Oh my gosh, a principal can tell this to his or her staff. Oh, somebody that works in an autism ABA therapy clinic, maybe they didn't think of this. And you're reaching people that aren't even on the spectrum, people that have maybe anxiety or someone who wants to start a podcast, autism or not. How many times have you gotten emails about you? they need financial advice? You're 19. And, but they're sitting back like, how did he do that? So, right. Well, to add on to it, first of all, I'm not the guy to go for financial advice. I'll probably screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> but second, in all seriousness, my thing that I've learned through what others are taking really is that it's really fine just to, it's going to sound corny, but lay in bed because, you know, it's not easy to get out of bed every day. That's what I'm trying to get at. And you can't lay in bed permanently. But what's the you problem? Could, but... but it ain't going to go too well. But... Why not lay in bed for a couple of days? Because it's not easy to get out of bed some or days. be you, but be reasonable. But you get where I'm going? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's okay to lay in bed some days. That's my point I'm trying to make. Not yeah. permanently. Sometimes you need to. But not permanently. But if you, not if you have something that has to be done. Correct. But I'm just saying you pick a day where you're not, yeah. where it's empty, and you just think, you know what? I feel kind of down today. I got anxiety real bad. I got to lay down That is the being day. human. What I've learned is, I, I, I don't even know if anybody knows this, but... Years ago, I was uncomfortable around somebody that had a disability. I didn't, I wasn't sure what to say or what to do, you know, and, and, and I hate to say it, I, I felt an unease. I felt uncomfortable. I was afraid I was going to do the wrong thing or say the wrong thing. But over the years, I've learned that I became aware that was the wrong way to think about it. And now I'm involved with this, involved with you, and I'm trying to get the point across that people with autism or with other disabilities are just as funny, just as crazy, you know, just as happy as anybody else, you know, that there's no reason, you know, to be uncomfortable about right. anybody. And, you know, if you can change, there's other people who can change their views. In my opinion, they should, but they don't have to. But yeah. in my opinion, they should. I was afraid I was going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or act wrong. And what's funny yeah. is they were th- They were thinking the same thing. Yeah. 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 But here I am right in the middle of it 
trying to bring awareness to everybody that right. you don't have to be uncomfortable. Just be yourself. Right. Be you. Be you. Be you. All right, and that's a great way to end because thank you guys again. Thank you, editor, mom. Thank you, critiquer, Big Joe. Thank you, anyone who's listened. Thank you, dad, for taking the support, at least, for being behind it. And I'm definitely coming back for season two, so I definitely am not leaving. So this ain't a goodbye forever. Forever. It's just a goodbye for now. And as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, I'll be back. Thanks for joining for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Holy joy, listen to me ramble. Thank you very much.